Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Albies, 
uh, all, all these guys stepped up. They had quality pitching, and they were able to seal the deal. And, you know, they were underdogs going into the series against the Astros. And uh, a lot of people thought when they lost in Georgia that it's a problem going back to Houston, you know, for two games. But they found a way to win. They bucked up and uh, played a great game. And now they're World Series champions in Georgia. 26 years of them seeing their last uh, World Series win. Uh, and that year they beat the Indians at that point in time. And uh, this happened, this happened so long ago. I remember how long ago that was. I remember that. I got so many friends here where I'm located at are Braves fans. And the, the end all of how I looked at the Braves in this season, I was like, they needed a Cooner. Like, I wanted a Cooner to be around, and that team found resolve to get it done while he was out, you know. And um, having a guy like Rosario come there in the middle of the season, and it's funny that I say the Indians and knowing how they're intertwined, and Indians and the Braves, that's interesting too. But uh, for Rosario to be sent from the Twins this season, going into this season to the Indians, the Indians had some injuries happen as well. And then the Indians sent him from – Cleveland to Atlanta because he wasn't in a good start out with them. And then he goes to Atlanta and finds himself not only in the National League, but uh, doing a good enough work to be like the name, if you will, uh, in this World Series run. Even though he didn't get the World Series MVP, I know that he's one of the more instrumental pieces for them as well. So I can't take away uh, what Eddie meant to their team and what he meant to, you know, the team that I follow for quite some time. But, uh, his productivity fell in the last, I want to say, the past two or three seasons. And I, I think in the American League Central is where, like, he was actually finding that question mark. But now he's down there finding himself, and he's a champion now. So that's something that I'm, I'm kind of close to because I feel a certain way about him as well. Um, anything that you would like to add to this before we get away from it? Eric, are you there? Can you hear me, Eric? Yes, I can hear you, Timeless. Uh, I got uh, caught on mute. Would you repeat that? I'm sorry. I'm saying, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we get away from it? Oh, no, I think uh, we covered it. Um, the Atlanta Braves organization and their fans should be really proud because, like I said, this team, no one thought the Atlanta Braves would go to the World Series, especially, you know, there was a month and a half left to go, and this team was under 500, and they just turned it on. They lost their leader, Ronald Acuna Jr., and – dominated they all stepped up as a team i mean this is the epitome of team sports right here you lose one of your leaders and someone steps up and it happened to be the whole team and uh it's great i'm I'm really happy for the atlanta braves okay and the next instance i don't know if you uh seen either of these events there was a ufc fight and it was a boxing match yep. last night the ufc the ufc fight well there were a ton of ufc fights but the main event were one of the main events, which I actually know one of the fighters is Kamaru Usman. Uh, he beat Kobe Covington for the second time. The first time they fought, I was actually in Las Vegas, but I wasn't at the event, and that's when I actually met Kamaru Usman after the fight. And um, Kobe was on a run before that fight went down, and he was beating people left and right in support of everything that was happening with Donald Trump and the movement that was going on. And I'm like he's going to end up being Kamaru Watch. And, I, you know, I didn't know too much about Kamaru. I just knew that he was, you know, making his wave in UFC. And Kamaru ended up beating him. And that same night he beat him, 
I'm with him like hours after the fight and cool dude, his whole family, he really rolls out with all his brothers and his family, things of that nature. So it's like a certain way I feel about him, you know, just being in line uh, with the people that I'm in sync with. Um, and then he goes into this fight up against Kobe and I'm thinking Kobe's going to redeem himself. Kobe actually had a, like a tune up fight, if you will. And it didn't pan out the way that it should have, especially the first two rounds that they had. And then the third, fourth, uh, Kobe fought back and make it interesting, but Kamaru's actually bloodied him up as much as possible. So this was a pretty interesting fight, to say the least. The fifth round, it, it kind of looked like Usman caught back control of this fight. And the judges actually had it scored very close. Um, two had it 48-47, and one had it like 49-46, but it was unanimous. Uh, Kamara pulled this out And then in boxing This one actually burned me a lot uh, Burned me um, I was actually pulling for Caleb Plant Because I, I knew Caleb could actually move But Caleb Plant was fighting Canelo Alvarez Even though I know Canelo is the more Power puncher uh, Sharpen because he's fought And a guy like Floyd Mayweather as well But he's fought a lot of people But uh, he's been slowing down in productivity Because he's fighting one fight a year and ends up getting to the 11th round and uh, technically knocking out Caleb Plant. And Caleb Plant was undefeated and just got his world championship belt. Uh, his daughter died, I want to say, a few years ago, and he was, like, you know, promising her after her passing that he would get a championship belt. And, um, you know, he got it, and now he loses it to Canelo. Now Canelo's now the undisputed champ at super middleweight. And it's tough to see that type of person lose – where all odds are against him, and he, he does have the goal to win it, but he just wasn't throwing any power shots in the fight. Um, but both fights definitely had heavy intrigue to me, especially to Usman uh, Covington. And at the end of the fight, as much trash as these two talked to each other, uh, Covington went to Usman, and he said something in his ear, and I could hear it. And he's like, basically, I love you, but it was like the whole sin of them talking trash to each other. It looked like they really didn't have a life for each other. So it was cool that he actually said that. And um, watching Canelo in his fight, uh, going up against, Can uh, I mean, uh, Caleb going up against Canelo and watching it kind of humble Caleb as well, even though Caleb was undefeated and looking like he was the next best thing. It's just Canelo got too much in the tank, and he's sharp, and he's fought in a lot of great play, uh, great fighters uh, within his resume, to say the least. But both fights didn't disappoint. Eric, I don't know if you caught any of it. Your thoughts on any of the fights or the fighters uh, that fought yesterday? Uh, absolutely, I did, Timeless, uh, and, uh, you know, watched the fight in full, the Canelo and Plant, I was pulling for Plant, he won 11 rounds, it was a really good fight, like you said, it didn't disappoint, it's just Canelo, if you watched at the beginning of the fight, he kind of sat back and watched Caleb go to work, and then was able to decipher his plan of attack, and, and that's what happened here, uh, Canelo's just way too experienced, uh, but nonetheless, Hats off to both of them. They put on a great show. And like you said, the Usman fight, you know, was followed up after this. And that was a great fight as well. But how both fighters or both fights had both fighters that looked like they had bad blood. And at the end of the fight, come together and, and have some good words. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, Caleb Plant gets a rematch, uh, you know. But, yeah, it was very exciting. And then Usman closing in on... Uh, he's three wins away from bettering Anderson Silva's record, so uh, I look for him to beat that record as well. He, he's on fire right now. 
I hope he catches him. They were actually matching his yep. legacy up against uh, George St. Pierre as well. So this, this is an interesting uh, cloud of smoke that he's in or accompanying himself with. We do have people in queue that I'm going to get in here calling from the 951 area code. What's your name and what's on your mind this morning? Timeless, hey, man. It's Norm from the West Coast. Wow, an oldie but goodie. Also, you call in when uh, Kansas City start picking their stuff back up, huh? Everything start falling off the wagon. Now you you, you, you get back on, huh? <laughs> well, let me tell you this. I, I wouldn't say a uh, three-point win over the Giants is getting back on. I mean, there's there's still a lot of problems in Kansas City, but we'll get to that in a minute, right? Yeah, we, we uh, will. We will. No, no, you just I, settle on down. Go ahead, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I just saying, I, I actually watched the UFC fights last night. Uh, the Usman-Covington uh, fight was great. Usman, I mean, even though um, Covington held in there, and I think he won maybe the fourth round, kind of brought some excitement, Covington didn't bring it like the first round. Um, he was more concerned about getting, obviously, KO'd by Usman. But Usman did a great job. He's just uh, he's a tough fighter in his prime. He's a tough guy to beat. So that was a good fight. <clears throat> also on the UFC card, that uh, – that uh, Chandler versus, I want to say his last name's Gacy, that was, that was an incredible fight. I thought Chandler oh was going to knock him out in the first yeah. round. And that thing, those, those guys just gassed each other in the first two minutes. Uh, and, and I really, I, I forgot that that wasn't even a championship fight, so it only went three rounds. I was I was pumped to see rounds four and five if that could have extended. But that, that was that was a great fight. If, uh, you had a chance to see that one. I'm telling you, like, I don't want to take anything away from it. Um, Michael Chandler has, like, Heart. I want to say something else, but I want to kind of keep it like PG or G. You know what I'm saying? Like graded. But um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big Justin Gaethje fan. Um, it sucks that the person that beat him recently is no longer fighting anymore to do the retirement. And I think it's more or less because his father passed. He just didn't want to fight. And that being Khabib uh, beating him his last the last fight that they had. And uh, Justin, I think that was the best tool that Justin could have was having that fight happen. I don't think anybody's going to beat him again. I don't think it's a situation that that can happen. Um, we do have another caller in queue. We have uh, we have Mike in the building. Mike, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, I'm always feeling good. Always love being able to sit down and chop it up with you. I hear uh, I hear Eric on the line as well, brother out in uh, the West Coast, man. So. It's been a pretty good week for me as a sports fan. And, uh, just happy to jump in and chop it up with you guys. As far as you kind of right up my alley, I was looking forward to all of those fights last night. Looking forward to see how Justin matched up with uh, Chandler to see Kamara Usman, uh, Usman again because I knew that uh, I knew that Covington, no matter how much he talked to him, how big his mouth is, like he's not ready for a uh, competition at that level. Um, he can't he can't handle his mom. Uh and then yeah, man, just just a uh, a pretty good night in sports and just happy to be on with you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we will get into uh, a lot of what I wanted to get to, uh with like the meat and potatoes of the show is gonna be coming pretty soon. And I know that we got a good crowd here, so I know I gotta try and do this the best that I can so I can't even play around. Um but the the, the crazy part about like I said, Justin, I feel I don't feel like nobody's going to stop Justin in his weight class, and I don't feel like there's a fighter in the the UFC rank that's going to slow down Kamaru Usman. I, I don't. I, if, uh, if they could bring a name up, I want to see who's the top two or three contenders 
to try to actually try to stop his streak so he could try to get after Anderson Silva. And I'm hoping that they get this done within a year or two's time because I don't want him to get old and then next thing you know, it's a young bull out there that's fighting. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be active. I, you know, that, that's what bothers me. And that's another thing about Canelo that bothers me too with the boxing situation. Canelo's boxing one fight a year. He's not as active, but he's still winning his fight. So it's like I can't take that against him, but it's like there's other boxers that are in the boxing network that are fighting or as frequent as possible. So that's why I wanted to see Caleb get out there and win that fight. And Caleb knows how to slip and throw punches, and that's the one thing I, I liked about him. But I, I didn't know that he was going to go into this fight and, and just jab. Like, he didn't throw any real power punches to uh, befuddle Canelo. When he did, when he would throw it once in a while and hit him, it's like it stunned Canelo because Canelo didn't know it was coming. And it's like, stay on that because for you to get your championship belt, you knocked out a lot of people to get there. So now I think for Canelo's situation, I think uh, Benavidez is the only one that he may end up dealing with trouble or one of the, uh, I think one of the Charlo twins is in the the weight class as him as well. So it's going to be interesting, at least for those two fights. More than likely, Canelo should win or be the favorite. If he gets through those two, I don't think anybody's going to stop him. But those are the two that I think that can challenge him in boxing. But in the UFC, I, I really don't see anybody stopping Kamaru Usman or Justin Gaethje. I think that these two are off and running. Uh, they fought the fight that they needed to fight to, like, be the challenging fights for them. Of course, each fight is a challenge, but it's like I think that they should win their fights like how they're supposed to. I don't want to say handedly because things could happen. But um, I think they should be able to win their next couple of bouts. Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to add or, you know, chop up before yeah, we get away from these guys? Charles Olivar is still a very talented uh, lightweight. And I'm, I'm not sure. You know, that that to me is going to obviously be the most formidable uh, challenge for for Justin. And I'm not, I'm not quite as confident in you yet that he's ready to handle him. Okay, anybody else yeah, like I, I would to, like uh, to see yeah. yeah, I'd like to see Taylor Plant go at it again, Timeless. I'd li- I'd like to see a rematch here because you you hit the nail on the head. Uh Plant got away from his game plan. You can watch prior right. fights to this fight and it was kind of like I, I don't know, maybe he was he was intimidated or you know, he definitely had a lot of respect for what Canelo could do but he got away from his game plan. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can go at it again and, and have a little bit different outcome. But, yeah, he, I mean, that, that was the tail of the tape. He, he wasn't himself. And that's the one thing that's bothered me because I know, you know, some fighters, when they win that fight, they don't want to go back on a fight that may cause them problems. And knowing that Caleb is pretty elusive in fighting, it's like I, we'll, we'll see if, you know, Canelo will entertain that. But I think Canelo will try to be – often do bigger, better things. And Canelo is on top of the division. He's the undisputed, but he's not pulling in the big money that we know other fighters have pulled in. So hopefully he could get a big-name fight that could sell a fight, but I, I don't know or think that can happen. I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll sit and see as the world turns on a year later from now because I don't know if Canelo's going to be busy in the month of, like, March or May, you know, because it's November now. So it's like... I think his next fight, to me, should be like February, March, because it's like a three-month, four-month situation, like how Floyd was fighting every May, September. At least he was getting that four-month rest and then get like at least a six-, seven-month layoff, you know, and then come back and fight. But we'll we'll see if that's something that Canelo has set up. But as of the UFC rank and 
you know, hoping that there's some names. And then I want to look through the weight class to see if anybody can contend with us. But I, I don't know. I'm going to look at the contenders within their weight class and try to figure that out. Um, but I, I still give the SM clearly uh, amongst the ranks in that UFC. Okay, so I am going to get into the top 25 <clears throat> of the nation and how these games went down. Uh, number one ranked Georgia wins their matchup up against Missouri, 43-6. to six. And Georgia almost covered. Um, let me let you know that the spread was 39 and a half, <laughs> and they got them by 37. I thought Georgia might actually get it. Well, I, I was actually at the beginning of the game. I was like, I don't think Mizzou gets beat by 40. But they were close. Uh, Alabama in a nail-biter up against LSU wins this matchup 20 to 14, in which LSU actually had the stunner out being up 7 nothing in the first quarter. You're like, okay, well, the momentum's on their side. Alabama wakes up before the half and goes up 14-7, and you get LSU to get another score in the third quarter. Nobody scored in the fourth, becoming a defensive battle and nobody moving, but 20-14 to in the rivalry game in the SEC. The shocker of the day, upset of the week, I have to go with this one right here. The Purdue Boilermakers beat the Michigan State Spartans 40-29, to in which I know Purdue's at home. This is in the state of, what, Indiana they're in the confines. You know you're going to get your best game. But everything's been going right for Michigan State up until this point. And the only thing that went right in this game was Kenneth Walker the third. Please, committee or people that are out there voting, do not make him lose his Heisman trophy. He, he deserves it. He still finished this game with 146 yards and 23 carries. He's probably the only bright spot in this game while Purdue took care of business, putting up 40 on a number third ranked team in the nation. This this is troubling on how good Michigan State has been throughout the season and for them to lose at this capacity, even though it's only 11-point loss, but for them to give a 40 is extremely questionable. The Oregon Ducks win their matchup in a Pac-12 matchup up against the Washington Huskies, 26-16, to as they potentially will move into the third seed as well with the loss. Ohio State wins their game up against Nebraska 26-17. to When Nebraska could have won this game, they were in close a couple of times in the red zone and could not seal the deal. Ohio State uh, wins this game, moves to an 8-1 record on the season. Nebraska, um, I think with this loss right now, I, I don't like to say this about people. I don't like to see anybody without work. But Frost, I think, will potentially lose this job. They've been questioning it all along. This is nowhere near where they expected to be. Nebraska's in a situation where I don't know how they turn this program around. This isn't the Nebraska that I am used to. Um, Cincinnati wins their matchup up against Tulsa, 28-20. to um, Even though I feel a certain way about Cincinnati, I feel like they should be ranked higher. I think they will move up with the loss of Michigan State. But the way that the committee did them to put them where they are, I, I scratch my head because they're still running the table, still alive as well. Uh, Michigan wins their matchup up against Indiana Cruises, 29-7. to Another big-time game, and this was a basketball game, in which is an ACC game. Uh, North Carolina upsets Wake Forest's season of being unbeaten, 58-55, to in which Wake Forest had a double-digit lead late in this game. North Carolina storms back, and not only storms back, puts up nearly 30 points in the fourth quarter to make this a 58-55 point edge out, 103 total points in this game. No, no, excuse me, 113. I'm saying that wrong. Excuse me. So that's that's insane how these guys scored these type of points in a football game. 
Uh, Notre Dame cruises up against Navy 34-6 to six in their matchup. Uh, hanging on to the 10th seed, they will move up. Oklahoma State wins their game up against West Virginia 24-3. to three. I think they'll get into the top 10 also. Baylor loses a upset up against TCU in which their coach Patterson just got fired this week and TCU comes out with a win uh, with Duggan and company or, um, excuse me, uh, Morris was the quarterback in this game, uh, winning this game 30-28, to upsetting Baylor 12th ranked within the Big 12. And this is what bothers me about Big 12 football is when do they start playing uh, defense? And even though it's a 30-28 to matchup, I mean, you need this, Baylor, and this, is, this actually sinks your ship at least to try to get back into the top ten conversation. This will drop them down. Uh, one of the better matchups of the day, Auburn loses to Texas A&M 20-3, basically shutting Auburn down after a field goal in the first quarter. They did not score again. That I'm, I'm scratching my head on how Auburn falls asleep after playing pretty good football all season long, but Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher were able to put two touchdowns together in the fourth quarter away the, uh, the fourth quarter as well to put this game away. Excuse me, I'm talking fast. The next matchup we have is BYU taking care of business up against Idaho State, 59-14. to 14. Ole Miss takes care of business up against Liberty, 27-14. to 14. You have Mississippi State losing to Arkansas, 31-28. to 28. And Arkansas trying to turn things around after their interesting start being ranked and now unranked and beating Mississippi State in their matchup. Tennessee upsets Kentucky and Lexington, 45-42. to 42. Uh, And the one thing about Kentucky is they're slowly falling when they were ranked a tough defense in the nation and giving up 45 points to Tennessee, where Tennessee has struggled for years past. They are now above 500. They are one game away from a bowl game, and Tennessee has not been around this in some time. The next matchup I have is NC State beating Florida State 28-14. to 14. When does the bleeding stop for the Florida State Seminoles? They are 3-6 and six on the season. Uh, they have to win out to get a bowl. If they don't win out, I think Mike Norville is out of a job. I think he's already a threat to lose his job also, but I'm at the edge of my seat waiting to see how this pans out. But NC State wins this game in Tallahassee. Tallahassee is no longer like home field advantage for the Seminoles at this point. Illinois upsets. Minnesota 14 to 6 in a defensive battle uh in which Illinois had 14 to nothing at halftime. Minnesota was able to come up with 6 points late in the fourth and that was the end of that one. Wisconsin wins in a blowout in New Jersey 52 to 3 up against Rutgers. We also have Iowa winning their matchup up against Northwestern 17 to 12. Boise State with a huge win up against Fresno State as Fresno State is ranked winning this game in Fresno State, 40-14. to 14. San Diego State wins their game in Hawaii, 17-10. And to round out the top 25 in a blowout matter, Pittsburgh blows out Duke, 54-29, to 29, in which Kenny Pickett goes off for 416 yards passing in the week previous. They played Miami even though the Hurricanes beat them. He put up 519 yards passing. This is the first time that he's had back-to-back 400-yard passing days. So this is Pretty good work for him, to say the least. Um, there's games that I know that you guys would like to pick on, so I'll go around the building. Is there any that you guys specifically wanted to talk about? Um, since you're oldie but goodie, Norm, I'll let you set it off. Any game that or games, whichever one that I may have mentioned or missed, uh, please have at it. Well, you know, college football is not, not my biggest thing, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one. 
Okay, that, that's fair enough. Um, I'll come to you on this one, Mike. Your thoughts on any game or games that you'd like to discuss uh, in the top 25? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, interesting day of uh, college football. You know, I a lot of times when you got a lame duck coach, a team kind of quits on them like, I was impressed that uh, I was impressed that LSU came to play yesterday. They had a they had a game plan. They were able to execute it at least uh, make Alabama earn what they had. And listen, LSU was down six and knocking on the door a couple of different times in the second half. They got down there. Uh, they had a first and goal to turn into a fourth and goal. And got stopped. A friend of mine sent me a message and said, "You know, should you have taken points here?" Then they they got back down there again into Alabama territory, knocking on the door again. But once again, didn't find anybody home, so had to move on. They got turned away, and I mean Alabama won. And I don't know if I'm sure it's a combination of the two. I've had conversations this week about is Alabama not as dominant? Did LSU also just you know come to play on emotion, but? There's a, you know, that was a 28-point spread and never got anywhere close. They didn't even score 28 total points. So um, I was I was impressed that, that LSU played with some heart. Uh, that Auburn Texas A&M score, 20-3, it was not as lopsided as that score uh, made it look to be. And then as far as uh, I'm a little bit, I'm not shocked, but I'm a little surprised by Tennessee, Kentucky. I think that Tennessee could, I said this the other night, Tennessee can run the ball. And Mississippi State kind of gave a blueprint of how to beat Kentucky. A Mike Leach team ran the ball 35 times a week ago. So uh, that doesn't happen a whole lot. Purdue, man, like giant killers kind of, right? They knock off Iowa when they're undefeated. They beat Michigan State last night. Uh, the interesting thing is is like Purdue beating Michigan State uh, may actually help Notre Dame, right? Like I'm not uh, – Notre Dame beat – beat Purdue earlier in the year, so I, I don't know that they would ever have enough to get back in there, but uh, because they beat because they beat Purdue earlier in the season, though, that win may really kind of help them in, in the big scheme of things. Cincinnati, another week, another week of kind of sliding by and, and getting what they need to get done to, to advance and stay undefeated, but I still think for Cincinnati to get into that discussion and be Serious playoff contenders. Uh, unfortunately, the standards different, so I think it's it's going to take a little bit more style points than than what they've shown so far. But we still got a month left, or you know, three weeks left of the of the regular season. So we'll see how it comes out. That's kind of the that's kind of what jumps out at me initially uh, as you as you bring it up, and as we talk about yesterday's games. I think uh, Cincinnati should actually jump Ohio State. I, I'm not buying the way that Nebraska basically challenged them and could have won that game. If Nebraska had any strong offensive prowess, they could have won that game. They got to that red zone two different times, and, and Ohio State basically shut the door on them. And that's the moxie that I guess you find in these, these type of teams that are in the top ten that they're going to find a way to win these games. But Cincinnati's doing the best that they can with what they have, and they're still running the table. They're going to get everybody's best shot with them being undefeated. They're going to get to five now, so they're going to have to wait for another team to slip up. Ohio State has to potentially lose the game to Michigan or or somebody that ends up tripping them up at the end of the season, which I I don't think will end up happening 
if they both go up. So Ohio State should go to four. Uh, Cincinnati should go to five. So I want to see how the committee handles this as of, I think, today and tomorrow, how this thing will pan out. But that that's, we'll, we'll see how this goes down. Eric, anything that you would like to add on a game or games that I may have discussed or missed that you would like to add to this before we get away from it? Yeah, definitely. How about the Purdue spoiler makers? Uh, This is the second time this year they dethroned Iowa at number two. Now they took out Michigan State. Mm -hmm. So this team comes to play when they're playing the big dogs. So it's good to uh, see them uh, beat Michigan State, actually, because I was kind of sour how they dropped Cincinnati all the way down to six. Um, You know, it's kind of head-scratching and elevated them. So, they got knocked off. Alabama, you know, has kind of gifted all these opportunities. Uh, they lost to an unranked team, went to five. Now they're number two again, 28-point spread. And just like Mike said, they didn't even come close to covering that. Uh, you know, LSU could have put, won the game if there was a few, you know, uh, more plays that they made. So it's kind of head-scratching. Um, you know, so I, I look to see it be shaken up this week. And, and yeah, timeless, I hope Cincinnati gets to at least – Number five, you know, the top six teams get a chance to play for the national championship in a playoff, so we'll see what happens. There's still some games to go. But what Cincinnati did, uh, they're missing Jerome Ford. Their defense came up big twice in the last minute and 50 seconds with two goal line stands, four and out. Uh, so that, that should get them some style points to the committee, you know. Uh, defense wins championships, so and they uh, had a great defensive stand the last minute and a half. So, um, yeah, great week of college football. My team has been eliminated for a long time, the USC Trojans. So, uh, you know, couldn't pull it off against Arizona State last night. But that's the way it goes. And Georgia, definitely the team to beat. They have held every team they've played this year under 14 points, folks. So. Uh, it's. I mean, Georgia is looking the clear favorite to win it all. Please don't talk about people's teams right now. <laughs> if I start talking about my team, I'm going to get pretty annoyed at what's going on with these guys because now oh. the Miami Hurricanes are playing good football at this point in time, and it's like, why can't we play like this all season long? Like, the games that we were losing were games that's like, there's no way that they should be losing in this fashion. They lost to Virginia on a, a field goal at the 15-yard line. They're, they're, it's a 32-yard field goal. He get, he misses the kick. And I'm talking about he's in the middle of the field. He didn't have to angle it or anything. All you have to do is basically extra point kick that, and that's what that was. He misses that kick. And they lose the game to North Carolina in which Tyler leading them all the way downfield, gets to the, like, 25-yard line where he could either tie or win the game because we're down a field goal. He throws a pass that gets batted in the air and gets picked off, and it was they basically could have ran the ball, but they threw a pass at this point in time. It's weird how that went down. And um, now Miami is streaking. They won, I think, three games in a row uh, with a huge run up against Pittsburgh last week and then winning uh, this week at home. And uh, interesting game, Georgia Tech made it, uh, where Miami was fumbling the ball left and right. There were three or four different fumbles that made this a game for Georgia Tech to come back in the game and make it a game. And uh, now Tyler Van Dyke is the talk of the town in Miami. He's already got a nickname. He's a Connecticut quarterback, so you know I love every last bit of it. But now we got a big game this Saturday, and how bad Florida State has been playing. Watch they play the best football all season long because they're playing Miami. It just has me at the edge of my seat, so I, I don't want to – 
talk about teams because I'm worried about this game more than ever because it's like the rivalry. You don't want to lose a rivalry because they get to talk for a year long. And Florida State is 3-6 and six at this point in time. Even though this game takes place in Tallahassee, I still feel like we have the edge to win this game. But I'm I'm still not, like, banking that in. Like, I know that Florida State is going to give us a tough game regardless. As much as he's a freshman being Tyler Van Dyke and um, – now, I'm just hoping that he stays and remains successful throwing the ball. He's been doing well, to say the least. Um, and the USC situation, like, we'll, we'll see how they look next season with a new coach, new things bouncing around with that team. Hopefully they can get off the ground and get back to their strong relevancy within the Pac-12. I don't know yet. I feel like that's going to be like a two-year window before we see them, you know, top 15 or higher uh, yep. in ranking in the top 25. That, that's at least how I feel. I feel like unless the committee's favoring them in their recruiting class that's coming in this season also. Okay. But well, we will get away from that because I know we have limited time. The call-in number is 929-477-2759. Please continue to check out the website at sportscitychefs.com. Everything there, merchandise and more. Bios get to know your people, and of course we have a YouTube page too. We um, have videos and shows on the YouTube page also. So now we are here, uh, week nine. This is week nine. We have a couple of games in which I do want to see how people do feel about this because this is some. Excuse me, this is something that I was talking about with other people that I know. Um, Aaron Rodgers is out for the game against Kansas City, and. People were attacking Kyrie Irving about him not taking the shot to be vaccinated, but at least he's, I guess, following the protocol and, you know, doing things as such and following the mandate, things like that uh, in the New York region. You have this situation where Aaron Rodgers basically went out and said a statement that he was all right, ready to go, and he wasn't. He was lying in front of the camera, in front of the league. How do they handle this moving forward? Um, he's out due to having the COVID, you know, virus right now. Do they, you know, punish him? Do they suspend him? Do they do things to the Packers organization? I want to see how that ends up panning out as, uh, you know, time goes on. I will be watching this closely even if people do not care. I do. This is That's heavy that Aaron Rodgers may potentially get away with all of this. Um, so let's go around the room. I know people will be wanting to talk about that. I, I guess I'll save it for when we get to that game. The first game that we have first are the Cleveland Browns visiting the Cincinnati Bengals in which the Browns have just released Odell Beckham Jr. He is now cleared waivers. We will see where he ends up potentially going. Uh, he said that he wants to go to a team that's suitable to make a run at the postseason. I am waiting to see where he ends up landing, especially with the statement that Baker Mayfield has made outside of him leaving. Like, he wasn't surprised that Odell left. Like, he, you know, basically they're trying to pan this all on Odell when he can't really make a difference on this team. But I want to see how you guys feel about this game. Cincinnati favored by two points at home. I'll start with you first on this one, Eric. Browns or Bengals in the AFC North showdown? Well, Timeless, I'm going to be kind of brutal here towards the Cleveland Browns and uh, just uh, not as the team because they have one of the best defenses in the league, and they got an emergence uh, from a young running back right now. But the time is now for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think they played a better game uh, the week before last with Case Keenum in there. They ended up winning. Uh, going to Pittsburgh, you get uh, Mayfield back and end up dropping that game, only putting up 10 points. So uh, 
I'm going with the Bengals here. The Bengals got knocked in the mouth by the Jets. Uh, they probably weren't expecting that from them, so they got a little overconfident, and that's what happened. So nonetheless, Cincinnati is, is upset, and they're going to come out firing today and, and get a W over their crosstown rival. Interesting. I wasn't thinking about that. I forgot that they did just lose to the Jets. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, I'll come to you next on this one. Mike Brown, the Bengals, who do you like in this AFC North showdown? One second. I'm sorry. I got caught on mute. I uh, actually, I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals last week, and they kind of blew it. I think they sort of had a little, to Eric's point, had a little trouble handling uh, success a week ago, coming off that big win a couple a couple weeks ago against Baltimore. And so they kind of had the the same sort of letdown game that's kind of typical with with young teams. But I thought they uh, I thought they bounced back pretty well. Uh, I think they'll bounce back pretty well today. I, I expect them to beat Cleveland. There's still a lot of turmoil going on there. And you, you lose Beckham. And, and Cleveland, at times this year, has looked really good. They they looked very hapless last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I'm going to Cincinnati today. Okay, Norm, who do you like in this matchup? Browns or Bengals in an AFC North showdown? Yeah, you know, uh, you guys are all kind of looking at it the same way I do. It's just I'm I'm not a buyer yet on the Bengals. I'm not kind of new talent. Burrow's done great. Jamar Chase has been phenomenal. Um, but like I said, that loss to the Jets is kind of what I, I, I think is going to start happening to the Bengals down the stretch. Teams are going to play them a little tougher. Maybe they'll roll safety coverage to Chase, take that away. And I think you're going to see the Bengals go on a run of losses uh, and finish the year outside the playoffs. But nonetheless, a good year. So with all that said, as much as there's not to like about the Browns, I still think the Browns' defense and their power running game, better coaching, is going to equal a win. So I'm taking the Browns. Interesting. One against the crew. Let's see. Okay. The next matchup we have are the Denver Broncos visiting the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Anybody here feels like the Broncos can go into Jerry's world and upset the Cowboys? No way. The silence helps me, and the ant buzzer says no. So the spread is 10. I want to have a little fun with this. I still feel Dallas covers the 10. I think Dallas covers the 10, too. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to go in here and show me that he can put up points. Um, And I'm not saying that Dallas' defense is stout, but they are playing good football. So I can't really just say, like, they're the shut-up defense that we're used to, but they are matching their offense. And that's clearly giving me the edge to give the Cowboys that win. I feel like they'll win this by double digits. The next matchup is a good one. The Houston Texans go to Miami up against the Dolphins, in which Tua Tagovailoa is out for the game. I'm um, we'll go around the room and see how you guys feel about this. Norm, you first. The Texans visiting the Dolphins, both at 1-7. Who wins? Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Dolphins. Strict, just strictly based on defense, and, uh, I mean, but uh, you talk about two, what I would say, bad teams. I'd look for the under. I don't know if the over-under is, but two bad teams, I always take the under. It's 45 points in the over-under. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'll go under on that, but I, I will take the Dolphins to win. 
you are going to make me watch that number today just to see if you're right about this one. I will be talking to you about this one, Lord. Uh, I'm coming to you on this one, Mike. Your thoughts on this game, Texans or Dolphins? It's in Miami. The Dolphins are favored by four. I like the Dolphins. I think Brissett's better than uh, what Houston's probably going to put out there at quarterback. Uh, Houston, I mean, we've talked about that organization a lot this year at nauseum about what are they doing. We don't understand. Miami's just kind of fallen on hard times. We thought that team was maybe ready to contend for a playoff spot because they were close to it last year. Uh, But they've disappointed this year, obviously. Uh, but I, I just think Miami's got more talent on paper. Um, I know that games aren't played on paper. They're played inside TV sets, as Kenny May used to say back in the day. But I also think being at home and defense, uh, and Miami just has a few more weapons. So Miami wins today by at least a touchdown. Eric, your thoughts on this game? Houston versus Miami, who wins this game in South Beach? Uh, yeah, I'm mostly going with Miami. Jacoby Brissett is definitely better than Mills. Um, and they got more talent on paper, like Mike said. They are at home. If this game was in Houston, it could still be a little questionable. But Houston is in disarray. They are uh, the worst football team in the league, horribly ran team. And uh, it doesn't matter what happens. I, I think they're going to lose the rest of the way out here. Okay, fair enough. I agree. I'm going with the Dolphins to win this game. Um, interesting enough, I feel like the Texans will make this a game because Tyrod Taylor does come back, and it's something about him that he makes these games interesting. He may end up trying to steal this one, but um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins to be safe. Jalen Waddle, as much as he's supposed to be this storm of a receiver out of Alabama, he is not showing up for this team. Uh, they're having their issues at that receiver position. I think they have to get a win at home. Both of these teams are bad home and away. The Dolphins have not won a game at home. The Texans have not won a game on the road. Something has to break unless they finish and they tie. The next game that I am coming to, I am going to go first. Uh, Falcons visiting the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints win. The spread is six and a half. This makes it very questionable. I think Atlanta keeps this closely over under is 42 and a half. Vegas is up to no good. So I'm going with the Saints. I feel like this is going to be one of those nail-biter type of games. But um, I actually think the under comes involved, too, because Matt Ryan, uh, he had his hand stepped on and was bloodied. I don't know if they're going to just give away a free 42-and-a-half spread. So this is interesting. I'm going Saints to win this game. It's going to be nail-biting situation. Eric, your thoughts on this game, Falcons or Saints? It's in the Superdome. Yeah, timeless. I'm going with the Saints as well. It's kind of unfortunate that Jameis Winston got injured because he was doing great this year, reinventing himself, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, on their way to playoff football, and uh, this happens. But nonetheless, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon uh, are going to go out and get the job done, and they're going to take care of business versus the highly inconsistent Atlanta Falcons. Norm, your thoughts on this? Atlanta versus New Orleans, it's in the Caesar Superdome. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to try to put any kind of money or bet on Atlanta. Uh, they haven't shown anything any all year long. Uh, the Saints have a great defense, so you gotta, you got to go Saints here. Although although I I wouldn't put money on this game just because, uh, you know, the quarterback situation with, with uh, the Saints is we got to see what happens. But, 
Yeah, back to that, Jameis Winston, really unfortunate, you know. I mean, I like seeing guys in the league get a, a clean slate and do well, and so he was obviously rewriting uh, his narrative. Um, so that, that's a total bummer to see. And, man, what a waste of money New Orleans has spent on Taysom Hill for the last two years. And it's funny, as just a critic back here, I could see it. How could a GM and even that head coach Peyton think that Hill was going to be anything of a quarterback in this league? What, just, what a total waste of money. I feel it's downright disrespectful the money that they threw at him. And um, he's not really out there on the field, nor is he like a, a sturdy quarterback. He's more of a utility guy that they can move around like a chess piece. So he can come out of the backfield and run the ball if they need to. He could play the wing if he wanted to and, like, element of surprise, or he can go out for passes as a receiver. So, And the money that they put toward him is like they could have used that across the board for the team, but this is what New Orleans has in front of them, but I, I can't hold that against them. This is what they're, you know, within the NFC South, they have to still try to compete and catch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in which they actually won that game. So I think they're at the top of the division at this point in time as they have the tiebreaker. Uh, Mike, you are the Saints fan, so I saved you for last for a reason. Your thoughts on why your boys take care of business at home? I think they have a better defense, so I think they do. And as far as I think that this contract with Taysom Hill was front-loaded, I don't think that the contract will ever completely pay out. I think that it will be reworked at some point. If you look at Taysom Hill's numbers last year when Breeze was out, it's a little misleading because he completed 70% of his passes, but it still wasn't very pretty. Uh, I think that the Saints knew going in that it was either going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback this year, and they wanted to make sure that both of them were locked up contractually. So uh, whichever one they decided to go with, we saw that Winston did win, win that job, and he did play pretty well for the first few weeks of the season. So I want to echo what you gentlemen said about him going out to injury. He, you know, 14 touchdowns versus three interceptions. Good ratio. was really looking to sort of start to settle into Sean Payton's offense. So to be curious to see moving forward with this being a thin quarterback class and all this, what happens for the Saints at the quarterback position in future years. But right now we have a combination of Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. I'm not sure that's enough to contend or, or make any postseason moments, but the defense is good. They can run the ball. They got Ingram back in the fold to pair up with Kamara, sort of that boom and zoom uh, combination that they like a lot, that they liked before. And so I think that they have enough in place to be able to beat this Falcons team. Uh, that being said, I would not be surprised. Anytime these two teams meet, regardless of what the record is and regardless of what's going on, every once in a while you've seen a blowout, but it's very, very common uh, for those teams to play close, even if their games are part of the standing. So I expect a close game, but I think the Saints find a way to get it done in the Dome. The next match that we have are the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm looking at the name like, don't say it wrong, the Las Vegas Raiders going into the Meadowlands in New Jersey up against the New York Giants. This is an interesting game despite the records and how these teams are playing. I still feel like this is an interesting matchup. 
I will throw this one around. Norm, your thoughts on this game, your division rival Raiders up against the Giants with them coming across the country. The Raiders are favored by three with all of the pandemonium that they are facing out of the city or the Valley of Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, without putting much thought in, when you look at that on paper, my, my uh, intuition is to jump on the Raiders. I'll tell you right now, though, man, I, I've obviously been an AFC West guy watching it. Every time in the last 10 years, and this goes for the Chargers as well, every time the Raiders and Chargers finally looks like, I think they've got it, they just collapse. And we saw it last year with the Raiders. They started the same way. Um, so, you know, the Raiders, have, especially their defense, have looked good this year. So um, I'm going to say the Raiders are still going to win this game against an inferior opponent with no weapons. But, man, it would not it would not surprise me one bit if they just totally collapsed in this game. So are you – who are you picking in the matchup? The Raiders. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on this game, Raiders or Giants? Who do you like and why? I like the Raiders. The Giants are at home, which I think makes it interesting. I just think that the Raiders are probably still the better team. We know there's kind of a lot of disarray going on with that organization right now. Uh, but I think they find a way to get it done today. Eric, your thoughts on this matchup? Who do you like and why? Raiders or Giants in the Meadowlands? Uh, yeah, it's a huge blow to the Raiders with what happened with Henry Ruggs. Uh, he was one mm-hmm. of their best offensive weapons. So, I mean, I'm I'm still going with the Raiders here until proven otherwise. The Jets, I mean, the Giants have just been un- inconsistent. They're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Uh, it is at the Meadowlands, so there it definitely is a chance. The Giants have been playing scrappy football, no doubt about it. But uh, the Raiders, uh, you know, I look for them to continue their winning ways until they prove me otherwise. Okay, and I am going to also go with the Raiders too. I'm worried about what Las Vegas is up to, and I'm talking about I'm talking about the Valley, not the team. <laughs> uh, as the Raiders are favored by three, I feel like they should be favored more. But it's just something about the Raiders. I feel like they should still have the edge in this matchup. Just weary. I just and another thing is also Saquon Barkley is out again for this game too. I uh, I, I just can't pull for the Giants in this one. It's just something about that 2-6 and six record up against a 5-2 Raiders team. If the Raiders lose this, I feel like they're going to fall straight downhill for the remainder of the season, and it's bad that they started out so good, uh, Gruden situation, and now the Ruggs ordeal, Ruggs is potentially gone for forever. They actually released him. Uh, this, this is a bad scenario for them, and I feel bad for Ruggs, even though he was under the influence and, I can't pardon it. Don't don't think I'm condoning this. I'm not gonna. I just feel bad for him that his, you know, his career is over potentially at a young age in his early 20s. Like, it's bad. And and that's what, that was something that I, I wanted to touch on. I know we probably have spiraled down into a whole other rabbit hole. I really don't want to though. But it's like, was it smart to put an NFL franchise in Las Vegas or any professional sport? In the city of Las Vegas, knowing that it's so easy and so fun to do things, everything you do in Vegas is, is fun. It's heightened fun, regardless. That that You could ask Eric. He's been in that city with me. Yep. Absolute fun. We're, we're, every step we made, everywhere we went, was pandemonium fun. Like, Eric had to calm me down. Like, Thomas, chill out. Like, calm down. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> we're going to go watch a fight or something. Like, let's go do that. Like, let's, let's do that. 
So it's just smart for them to have like like professional sports there. Like the hockey team, maybe they get away with it. Like the Las Vegas uh, Aces, the WNBA team they have there. Um, we are already looking at a situation where they might potentially bring a basketball team there as the NBA may potentially expand and put a basketball team there. So I, I don't know if this is a smart move with, you know, Jacobs having his ordeal in the off season now rugs. And there's another player that had a, a hit and run with the Raiders as well, too. I forget his name. And um, I think Arnett just had a video. Before. That's his name. Arnett is the one that had the uh, hit and run in which he had a, a video posted where he was pulling guns out and threatening people, too. So, the Raiders are spiraling. I don't know if it's going to be downward, but they're spinning around. Okay, we do have uh, Aaron in the building. Aaron, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? You know what, gentlemen? I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing today? We're doing all right. Uh, your thoughts on this game, Raiders, against the Giants? You know, it, it's funny. You know, I, I pop in here. Um, as much as I want to throw shade at, at, at the Giants for, for the homies, Barry, I think the Giants get it done today, you know, and here's why. I mean, talent-wise, I understand that the Raiders are superior talent-wise, but how much more or how much longer are these Raiders going to hold on to the proverbial rope? You know what I'm saying? When you have so much negative negativity and so much stuff surrounding you, um, and this team has literally held the rope um, and, and, and didn't fold, you know, the whole Gruden thing, the whole – everything that's been circling around, how much longer are these – are they going to hold the rope? You know, that they, they, they battled COVID, they battled injury, they battled so much this year. Um, and as a team that is, is, is making the long trek across – there's a country to play a, a game. Um, I think the Giants have shown enough to find a way to get to get it done. I, I did see a report that you know Kenny Galladay is probable to come back. Slayton is back. Kadarius uh, Tony is playing. Um, Danny Dimes has played you know acceptable football um, you know as of late. So there are so many positive factors going into this, this New York Giants football team um, as opposed to so much negativity uh, surrounding the the Raiders team. I'm not too sure they're going to hold the rope. So against my better judgment, I, I'm going to take the Giants to, to find a way to eat this one out here. He's actually their leading rusher, <laughs> Daniel Jones, 241 yards yeah. rusher. Uh, I don't know what you see in his quarterback play being great this season. They are two and six and one and three at home. Um, that one win was up against Carolina at home. This is a rated team that's played different. They're putting up over 400 yards passing a game. I want to see if the secondary of the Giants can stop them. I disagree, but we will see. I'm going to come right back to you serious on this next game, the Patriots versus the Panthers. This game is taking place in Charlotte. They are both 500, both of which are 4-4, four and four, in which the Panthers are getting back CMC. Christian McCaffrey comes back. Who wins this game and why? I'm honestly going to pick the Patriots here. Um, they're playing the Bill Belichick-led New England Patriots, and Bill Belichick has been known to take away what teams do well and force you to beat teams with plan B. 
and I'm not too sure the Panthers' plan B is, is up to the task. As we currently sit here, Sam Donald, the listener, is questionable. I'm not being sure if he's playing. So you're asking P.J. Walker to, 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 to be the Bill Belichick-led outfit, and I'm not too sure uh, if that's going to be possible. Their defense, both defenses are playing well. Um, so it, it comes down to who you trust the most, in my opinion, and the way Mac Jones is distributing the ball to his eligible, um, the way uh, Harris is running the football. Um, and I, I just I just can't. I, I can't get a conscious tip the Panthers. You know, CNC, this is CNC's first game back. You have to go against the New England Patriots defense. I'm not too sure that's going to fare well. I am starting them this week in fantasy because I need to, but it won't shock me if this gets ever quickly. Mike, who do you like in this game and why? Patriots visiting the Panthers in Charlotte. I feel like. I haven't seen for sure what the status is of McCaffrey yet. Um, I feel like the Patriots are probably a little better defensively. Um, so, and I, you know, Bill Belichick has a history of uh, making Sam Darno see, uh, see Ghost, and that guy's been uh, benched in the last week. So, uh, listen, if, uh, if Bill Belichick smells blood in the water when it comes to uh, quarterbacks and making them jumpy. That's usually bad news, and it continues to spiral out of control uh, for that running back. I mean, for that quarterback. So uh, I'm going to say the Patriots are starting to play better and starting to kind of uh, find a little identity with that rookie quarterback. And I'm going to say they go on the road and get a win today in Carolina. Norm, your thoughts on this game? Patriots or Panthers in Charlotte? Yes, Panthers. Same reason there. Belichick, you know, Darnold, I don't think, ever beat the Patriots when he was with the Jets, and he ain't going to win this one today either. Belichick will take away whatever they do best, and there's not much Carolina has best on. Carolina will beat subpar teams, but they're not going to beat the Patriots today. Uh, it's not going to be a blowout, but I, I will take uh, the Patriots to win. Eric, Patriots or Panthers, who do you like in this game and why? Yeah, I'm agreeing with the panel here as well. The New England Patriots are playing Patriots-style football again, and uh, Belichick has them, uh, you know, on a good winning streak here. The Carolina Panthers are inconsistent. They have a pretty good defense, but Sam Darnold is is definitely questionable. I'm going to have to see a lot more out of him to get faith in the Panthers again. was high on him at the beginning of the season, but, you know, people are high on that 3-0 start. you got to remember, look at the three teams they beat to get that 3-0 start. So it never, you know, is kind of always fool's gold in my eyes. So And it's starting to show now. So this is a big game for them at home. And, uh, you know, they do have a chance to get it done, but it's not likely. Bill Belichick has this team firing on all cylinders. I'm going with the Patriots. No Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey plays, I'm taking the Panthers. But I'm solely going with the Patriots. I'm solely going with the Patriots. That is my pick. But if McCaffrey plays, I'm, I'm going against all of you. I think the Panthers set up for an upset and knock them off. Just just know that. So either way that that goes. So if he's questionable, if you guys are seeing questionable, I was hearing that he was active. But um, – if he's questionable and he doesn't play, I think that the Patriots should win this game, especially this is a get-back game, too, for getting rid of Gilmore. Gilmore is now a corner on the Panthers. I know that he's going to try and pick Mac Jones off as best as he possibly can and try and tell some of the secret recipe 
that uh, Belichick has, but I, I feel like Belichick will have a trick up his sleeve also. If Christian comes back, that's a wild card that they have to deal with in that backfield. We'll see what the defense can do. I, I'm going with the uh, Patriots to win automatically, though, but if Christian comes, I think it'll be a different storm. Uh, the next game that I have, I'm going to go first. Bills beat the Jaguars. Hopefully everybody agrees with me. <laughs> is there anybody else that feels the Jaguars can go into Buffalo and wins this game? The spread is 14 and a half if you want to do that for fun, or we just leave it alone and just say the Bills beat the Jaguars. Cover the spread for sure. Wow, they're getting beat by three possessions. Well, no, that's two. That's two. Eight and seven. Yep, yep. That's two. Anybody else? Next game, please. You know what? Just – just to be funny, just to be funny, I think the Jacks cover. Just to be funny, I think the Jacks cover. So they keep it close. They are in Jacksonville, so that is interesting. We will be watching that. We could throw pie at Aaron next Sunday or Wednesday. We could get out of Wednesday. We could throw pie at him on Wednesday. Or finger food it if you like to. The next matchup we have are the Minnesota Vikings in Baltimore up against the Baltimore Ravens, in which the Ravens are 5-2. and two. Coming off of a bye, we will see how this goes down. It's the purple game, if you will. Um, I'll come right to you, Eric. Your thoughts on this game? Who wins it, Vikings or Ravens in Baltimore? The Ravens are favored by six. Uh, Yeah, no doubt. I think the Ravens are going to come out and uh, handle business today just for the simple fact they got knocked in the mouth by their division rival, and then they had a bye week. So I think that's good. They'll figure it out and Lamar Jackson will get back on his horse, and uh, they'll dominate today. Mike, who do you like in this game, Vikings or Ravens? Ravens, I just think they have uh, – I think they have a little bit too much. I think uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be hard for them to handle. And, uh, I mean, we know that um, the Ravens' running game has kind of struggled a little bit to get on track, but – I think the Ravens win today, especially at home. Norm, Vikings, or Ravens, who do you like and why? I'll take the Ravens, too, just because, uh, <clears throat> you know, Lamar Jackson's the next factor that no one can really stop. And uh, Minnesota's just not that good. I like Baltimore. Okay. Aaron, who do you like in this matchup? Vikings or your favorite Baltimore Ravens? You know, it, it, it's funny, you know. Let me stop more. I, I think the Ravens won this thing. Um, you know, <laughs> like, like my man said a little bit ago, you know, you, you you get punched in the mouth, and then you have a week and some change to sit on it, you know, stew on it, and then you get back out there. So I, I, I think the Ravens win this ball game. Um, but I don't I, I don't think it'll be a dominating win. I, I think it'll be close because the, the biggest issue with the Baltimore Ravens is their secondary and um, – the, you know, the, the Vikings have two of the best wide receivers in the game, you know, and Justin Jefferson and, and Adam Thielen. And, you know, Kirk Cousins is able to distribute the football. You do have a running game in Dalvin Cook. Um, but all that being said, I still think the Ravens find a way to get it done today and, and get back on the winning foot. So give me the Ravens, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Okay, and I agree. I'm going with the Ravens also. Just something about Lamar, man, and and just watching this guy be awesome. Um, This is puzzling to me that he's the leading rusher and they really haven't had a strong running back behind him, but they've been trying to do the best that they can. If he could put up another 1,000-yard rushing season and the way that he's passing the ball also, 
this guy's incredible. He's incredible, and and just what he's able to do. And I know that he's been turning the ball over like fumble wise, and not really having the productivity that you want him to have. But like they are still five and two. He's a threat again to potentially be an MVP candidate. The way that he's been playing ball, I, I just love watching him play. I can't lie. I'm not a Raven fan at all, even though I watched him severely when Ray and Ed were around. But he's been able to continue that Miami legacy because he's from Miami. He's not a Hurricane, but you get it. But uh, just being able to see him do this while he's there, I, I give him the edge. And I can just imagine if Kirk Cousins could pull this out and watch him saying, you like that, don't you? I don't want to see that happen. Don't make me feel bad because I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan. But it, it, the potential's there. But I'm going Ravens. The next matchup, I'll go first. The Chargers visit the Eagles, and this is a pick em. Vegas, you are up to no good. And it's a 4 o'clock start for the Eagles, and it's in Philly. Wow. Oh, man. Um, You know what? I'm not going to go for the fool's gold. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I feel like I'm jumping on a limb here, man. Herbert, you got to turn this around, man. I'm a big fan of yours, and somehow, somewhere, you're, like, spiraling. I don't know what happened. You had a good start to the season, uh, beating some big teams on the way to that electric start, and now all of a sudden it's like, wait, what's going on? Like, everybody's pummeling you guys. So I'm going to stick with the script. I think San Diego goes into Philadelphia and wins this matchup. Norm, your thoughts on this game? Your division rival Chargers up against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think the Chargers will win as well. And it's primarily just because, again, I don't think the Eagles are that good at all. Um, they have no no identity. So I'll take the Chargers. But, yeah, the, you know, the Chargers are an interesting team because they just lost two games in a row to what I felt were inferior opponents. So they're, they're, they're again, here's the Chargers looking all good, and they just find a way to collapse. Okay, Eric, your thoughts on this game? Chargers or Eagles in the link? Uh, this is kind of a hard one, Timeless, uh, just because the Chargers are faltering. Um, we heard early on in the show that they always find a way to do this, them and the Raiders, and then they collapse. So this is a must-win for the Chargers. Saber needs to get back and, and dominate. They need uh, they need good running game, and they need, uh, you know, Herbert needs to get his uh, – get like he was playing at the beginning of the year. It's kind of head-scratching it. I, I thought the Chargers were off to a great start. This is a team that's uh, favored to win the West, and they, they're they coming off two uh, tough losses. And Philadelphia, on the other hand, is playing some really good football. So uh, it's going to be a toss-up, but I'm still going with the Chargers here. Look for Herbert to get it done. Okay, Mike, who do you like in this game and why? Chargers or Eagles in Philadelphia? You said it. Vegas is up to something. And... I'm not sure what I mean. I I, um, I know when it's a pick'em, it means you're not favored at home. I think the Chargers are probably the better team, but they have come off a couple of bad losses. Uh, Jalen Hurts, even though he's had some missteps, he's been very uh, productive, at least from a fantasy perspective, at the quarterback position. But all that being said, I think the Chargers find a way to win. I think close. I think out of all the four o'clock games. That one has a chance to be very close all the way through. Aaron, charges or happy wife, happy life? You know, the wife is out of town this week, spending time with the peoples. Um, so I can say this without having a frying pan thrown at my head. Um, 
I think the Chargers will get it done today. I really do. I mean, they they have been being dragged through the media uh, for subpar play. Um, they are picked, you know, to come out of the AFC several, several times. They they look good, um, and then they fall flat on their face. Um, again, the, the, the Eagles have no identity. Uh, you know, they have no running backs. You know, Miles Sanders is hurt, so is it going to be game? Or is it going to be Scott? Um, is Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts going to finally link up and do something? Uh, Dallas Gardner finally has the whole tight end room to itself with Earth going to Arizona and just the time where he steps up and makes some plays here. Um, I will say this. Um, I, do, I do expect a lot of points to be scored. Neither one of these defenses play well. Um, neither one of these defenses plays a run well. Um, so I do expect a lot of points to be scored, but when it's all said and done, I, I just got to trust the quarterback position. And right now, uh, Herbert is a slightly better quarterback than Hurts. So give me Herbert and, and the Chargers. But, again, it won't shock me if the Eagles find a way to win this one either. Okay, we have an interesting matchup coming up in which I started this show or this segment up talking about this guy, the Green Bay Packers visit the Kansas City Chiefs in which the Kansas City Chiefs are slowly turning this thing around and the Packers are on a seven-game winning streak but without the electric Aaron Rodgers and everything that's swirling around him. Um, I'm pretty annoyed by what he did and, and how – is not even really being recognized, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to do this the best that I can. So, Aaron, is it Aaron's team or is it Patrick's team? Who are you going with and why? You know, I, I really believe, and this is at my hardest of hearts, if the, the Chiefs are going to, quote, unquote, get right, they have to win this game. They have to. You can't, you can't lose to – essentially a rookie quarterback um, who is literally just going to hand the ball off, in my opinion, to his running backs and hope his defense makes a play. Um, so for, for, for with that being said, I do believe that the Kansas City Chiefs find a way to get themselves off the mat and, and win this ball game. Um, again, no Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to be a big problem. Um, I think Jordan Love is going to really show – why he, you know, maybe needs to sit a little bit. I mean, this is his first NFL start, his first NFL start um, since being drafted. So with, with that, I do expect a lot of growing pains. I do expect a lot of Darren Headlights look. Um, so give, give me Kansas City to win this one here. Okay. Eric, who do you like in this matchup, Packers or Chiefs? Uh, Devontae Adams is playing this week. Jordan I think Love he is able to go. Chance. Yep. Uh, and Jordan Love has a chance. Uh, th- this is, uh, you know, they were kind of willing to let Rodgers walk for this guy. So this is going to be a huge game, and he's going to be able to showcase his talents. I'm giving Green Bay the edge here just for the simple fact that Tennessee has the worst defense in the NFL right now. So, uh, you know, they're going to – yeah, yeah, sorry, Kansas City, exactly. <laughs> they have the worst defense in all of football right now. So uh, that I look for Green Bay to roll. They're going to get it done with Lovin as the backup. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is struggling this year. Uh, 
teams have figured him out. We've all seen this in the NFL. Defenses adjust, and he's having a hard time adjusting himself. He's used to it coming easy for him. He leads the league in interceptions. So I look for the Chiefs' woes to continue today. Okay. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on this game? Packers or Chiefs in Arrowhead? Chiefs have to win this game at home to get right, like you gentlemen said earlier. I think with the backup quarterback, I think they find a way to do it. It may not be pretty, but Chiefs win at home. Norm, you know why you're going last. Talk to me. Oh, man, I I could go on for about an hour about the Chiefs here, um, but I won't. Um, You know, that's the funny part with Rodgers being out. I I can't believe – you talk about Vegas being fishy. This thing went from like – I couldn't believe the Chiefs were favored, to be honest with you. And then Rodgers goes out and he goes up to seven, seven and a half. I don't Mm -hmm. think I've ever seen a point spread swing by that many points because of one player. I remember Tom Brady being out like five years ago, and the point spread only swung three points. I've just never seen it swing that much. And and, and through all this, you know, mumbo-jumbo, everyone forgets, like you guys pointed out, the Chiefs have the absolute worst defense. So, you know, I can't make the bet because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I'm telling you right now, I think I take the Packers in points. And even if the Chiefs find a way to squeak this out because they're at home and they win it by a field goal, I mean, I I take the seven and a half points because we know the Packers are going to run the ball. Uh, we, We know that the Here's what's going to happen. The Chiefs will come out. They'll look strong in the first quarter defensively, and then the reality sets in. And, hey, next thing you know, the team's pounding the ball. Next thing you know, the play action's working. And, and I just think Jordan Love's going to throw a couple deep ones and might get a P.I. call. And, and, and just like that Giants game, you know, the team hangs around. And when you let the team hang around and your defense isn't good, that's, that's not a good thing. So, I, I, again, and I'm a huge Kansas City fan. I know what all their problems are. Um, and I, I, I've just lost confidence. I can't believe Andy Reid, as good of a coach he is, can't break this cover two shell. I mean, I think it just has more to do with the Chiefs are impatient. They want the big play. And, yeah, Mahomes is now all of a sudden second-guessing what he's always done. So it's a combination of things, but it all starts with Casey's bad defense. Um, so, you know, my bet, I'll take the Packers with the points. Okay, and I will actually go with the Chiefs to win this game. I want to see if the Packers can hold it together. Aaron Rodgers, you are not out of the water with me. Believe me, you lucky I would come after you, but we are limited on time. I would terrorize you some other time. The Cardinals are going into Santa Clara up against the Niners. Uh, I'm coming right back to you, Norm. Who do you like in this matchup, the Cardinals or Brian's team? Yeah, I think uh I think I think Kyler Murray, you know you know me and how I feel about these younger quarterbacks. Murray's finally uh proven to me that, that that he's gonna last uh, in the league more than uh, his rookie contract. Uh, and they're looking good. They 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 they've fired all cylinders, so I'm I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm telling Brian on you, I'm telling. Okay, uh Mike, who do you like in this game? Cardinals or Niners? Um, I like the Cardinals, man. I don't know why. Uh, I know uh, in a group we talked about the Niners, and they're part of something that we got going on. So I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I feel like the uh, I feel like the Cardinals are just a better football team, and so I think they find a way to win today. Okay, Aaron, who do you like in this matchup, Cardinals or Niners? 
You know, for me, it depends yeah, on the calamari. <laughs> you know, right now, we again, as I'm sitting here at, at, at 12 Eastern Standard Time, we don't know the status of calamari. It's questionable. And they're going to sit him. How good is his ankle? Um, so it's very difficult for me to pick this particular game without knowing the status of the quarterback playing in that game. Um, but for the sake of, you know, keeping it a buck, um, I'm going to go with the Niners here. Um, and this, 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 this 49ers team played this Cardinals team in week five um, and managed to contain Kyle Murray when he was healthy. Um, he didn't really erupt for, you know, a big, a big statistical game. Um, so with that being said, I don't believe that even if he is healthy, he's going to be 100%. I believe that the Niners are going to be able to contain him. Again, this is a divisional game. Uh, so when you talk about these divisional games, everybody knows each other, plays each other twice. Um, so give me the Niners to win a close one here. I'm going with the Niners also. I find that this is interesting, especially if Kyler is a game-time decision. They were saying he was out for one to three weeks. Uh, I think they should rest him, especially if the Niners' defense is getting after him and knowing that he's a scrambler and elusive. If he takes a hit and he's running, this could make it worse. I'm going with the Niners just for the sake of saying that and feeling like they could do it uh, against him while he's hurt or if he's there. The next matchup we have are the Titans visiting the Rams. Uh, is there anybody here that thinks the Titans can win this game in L.A. without Derrick Henry? Absolutely not. Nope. Okay, so we will move right along. I feel so bad because I want to cry right here so bad. I've been doing good in one of my fantasy leagues, and it's the one that I'm in in Vegas. And I had Derrick Henry killing these people so bad, and he's gone. It's like, why? I was 8-0, and bro. 8-0 and with you. And they, he breaks his foot. I'm like, why do, why do teams just overexert these dudes? Like, just chill. Just relax, man. It'll be okay. It's all right. Unfortunately, if I was a head coach, I'd be giving that boy the damn ball. <laughs> I'm not there to run, run. I don't care, run. Run, 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 run. run. Tell that offensive line, yo, y'all better give him some big holes. I'm not playing. If don't nobody create a hole, everybody's running on Monday. I'm not playing. Okay. The next match that we have is an interesting one. I don't know the direction of either of these teams. Monday night football, the Chicago Bears are going to Pittsburgh up against the Heinz Field Steelers. How do you guys feel about this game and why? I will start with you first on this one, Eric. Bears or Steelers? I'm going with the Steelers here in a close one. Uh, you know, Justin Fields is a work in progress. He still makes a lot of erratic decisions. Uh, he had a really good game against the Niners, though. Started to feel it, but like I said, he's still extremely accurate on his passing game. So, uh, and Pittsburgh has a good defense. It's in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's coming off a, a heavyweight battle with their rival, the Cleveland Browns. So, I look for uh, Big Ben and company to continue their winning ways today. Mike Bears or Steelers? Who do you like and why? Mike, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay. 
Okay, we may have a little technical difficulty. Norm, are you there? Who do you like in this game and why? Bears or Steelers? I'll take Pittsburgh. They're at home. I'm not sure how they're going to score points, but they'll figure it out. And Bears aren't that good, so Pittsburgh at home. Okay, I will round this out and go with the no Steelers. I'm gonna go to Steelers. I was gonna say Bears just to mess with us because he do it to me all the time. But I'm gonna do the Steelers. And Roethlisberger was questionable all week. They said he's healthy to give it a go to uh, on Monday. Um, something about this dude, man, that he turned this around and he looked horrible to start the season. And this is how he looked last year when they had a bad. He looked bad at the start of the season, but they were running the table and winning games all the way up until December, and it started to fall apart. Um, it's just something about Tomlin and, and Ben. They've been doing it since. Uh, no losing record since. I, I, I got to go with Ben and them. Najee Harris has been actually saving this guy as much as possible. So has Deontay Johnson. I'm going with the Steelers uh, at home up against the Bears. Uh, Aaron, give me your thoughts on why your boys get it done. You know, here's the funny thing, gentlemen. I'm picking the Bears. Yeah, yeah, you heard me correctly. I'm picking the Chicago Bears. Here's why. We have a propensity to play down to our competition. In the Mike Tomlin era, there are teams that have our number. Mike Tomlin is 0-4 against the Chicago Bears. It doesn't matter where we play them. We're 0-4 against the Chicago Bears in the Mike Tomlin era. We just came off an emotional win against a division opponent. Um, and we haven't shown the ability to put our foot on throat and dominate a team when we need to. Um, I'm going to be one angry dude come Monday evening, look after finger foods on Tuesday. But I see we, I, I think the lose this one. He just got out of church. So I don't know if he's lying or not. So I, I don't know if I, if I want to believe him. But this is how it's yeah, going to go. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, I feel like Michael Jackson need to talk to him. Aaron, are you okay? Are you okay, Aaron? Aaron, are you okay? <laughs> okay. So we are going to close up shop here as best as we possibly can. We got through a lot of this as best as possible. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in, checking us out. Also, go to the website, sportscitychefs.com. We got everything you need, like 112 merch, bios, interviews, you name it, we got it. We got new shows coming out. We are actually talking about doing a show for lines. So if you like the line talk, when we're talking about if people are favorite, we are trying to introduce that to Sports City because it's now fun to talk that now in sports. So let's go around this building and, and clean up as best as possible. Norm, thank you for stopping by. We get some California love, Tupac Shakur. Um, give me a plug, close out, shout out, as we shut the doors here at the brunch. Yeah, no, it was good, good, good being back with you guys for today. Fun making my picks, and I'll make my my wild uh, my wild closeout is Kansas City. As bad as they've looked, they're going to win out after their bye week, and they're going to sneak into the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Win out. You better come back here, don't you? Don't say that and don't come around here, oh, boy. Bro. Don't do that, because I come out to California looking for people. Don't do that. I come to. I, I know. I know where you're at. I know where you're at. I can come find you. You're not hard to find. Okay, uh, Aaron, you already know what to do. Close this thing out. Shout out, plug, promo, anything you need. 
Yo, man, it's your boy Sarah's repping that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to jump on you guys for a brief moment here on the brunch. Yo, it's also good to hear some familiar faces, man. Norm, pleasure to hear you, my man. Biggie Easy, back in the building, man. What's good, my guy? Good to hear you guys, man. You know, obviously good to hear TP and, you know, Matt, Mike, whatever I feel like calling the day, man. Such a pleasure, man, to kick it with you guys. Definitely check us out here on SportsCityShows.com, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We're on Instagram. Also, my brothers and sisters over there on Clubhouse at the Barbershop, man. Now, myself, TP, you know, Matt be over there cutting up, doing some stuff, man. Obviously, uh, he mentioned the lines and stuff like that, man. Razor cuts and stuff like that is over there, man. So definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, me and Barry Villain join on the Finger Food Edition. Uh, on YouTube, so definitely check that out um, as the week progresses. Uh, also, C- Crossover Cafe is on its way back, man. Be on the lookout for Crossover Cafe. Uh, now that baseball season has ended, shout out to the Atlanta Braves for getting that done. But uh, baseball season has ended, so when one season ends, another one slides into its process. Crossover Cafe is coming back on a consistent basis, so be on the lookout for that. But that being said, it's been a pleasure, man. I'll catch you with you guys on the next one. You already know what to do, bro. Shut this thing down and we close the doors here at the brunch. Shout out to each one of you, my brothers. Serious, timeless, Norm, Mike. Great show today. I hope all you have a blessed day. We appreciate all the supporters and our listeners out there. Go ahead and get the merch. It's wintertime. We got some nice hoodies out there. Get yourself a coffee mug and go out there and represent uh, SportsCityChefs.com. We're doing it. They already told you, man. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom. Sports city, chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune. Blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Yeah. Cat. Todd. Woo. Connecticut. Uh.